Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bicara Spine the podcast. This is not Hadi House. Today we're going to talk about warehouse optimizations. Why does this matter for supply chain? And with me now, Rob Aubin. Uh, he is a founder and CEO for Logistic Bureau, a supply chain and logistic consulting business in Australia. So, thank you for joining us, Rob, and welcome to Bicara Supply Chain. Yeah, it's great to join you, Nahadi. Mm-hmm. So before we get in, can you please tell us a bit about your professional background and what do you do at the Logistic Bureau? Okay, uh, this could take a long time, but I'll, I'll do a very quick summary. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. I'm from the UK originally. Uh, I left school at the age of 15 to join the British Army in logistics, and I did that for 20 years. Um, I gained a master's in logistics during that time. Uh, I then got into teaching for three years. I then came to Australia and got into management consulting and 23 years ago started Logistics Bureau, which is mainly a management consulting company. And uh, we operate around Australia, Southeast Asia, uh, Middle East, uh, in all aspects of supply chain. And we run education programs as well. So we run training seminars and online programs. And I'm the founder and chief executive of Logistics Bureau. So there we go, quick in a nutshell. Yeah, so um, Rob, uh, talking about the optimization in the warehouse, why is this important to optimize warehouse in the supply chain? Well, look, if, if you look at a supply chain from end to end, all the way from supplier to the customer, the ideal situation, of course, is that you don't have any warehouses. Um, and, you know, in, in the ideal supply chain, we would move product directly from our suppliers to our customers in the sort of drop ship model. But because of lengthy supply lines and inconsistency in supply, that's really the only reason that we hold stock in warehouses along various parts of the supply chain. So with that in mind, because of the building cost and the labor cost and the investment in inventory, warehouse costs can be quite a large component of the overall supply chain cost. And obviously, depending on the industry that you're operating in, Um, and in the country that you're operating in, I mean, warehousing costs could be anything from two to five percent of overall sales. So, so it's it's a significant cost, and so it's something that we we need to be very careful to manage and to optimize where possible. Mm-hmm. And then, what are probably the most challenges in today's warehouse operation, and how to overcome them? I think the most challenges that people have is that they don't have enough warehouses and they don't have enough space. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if we take a step back for a minute and think about the fact that we should have as few warehouses as possible and we need to minimize that cost as much as possible, we, we need to be making sure that we've got the right number of warehouses, that they're in the right place and that they're in the right um, right locations, they've got the right design and that they're operating in the right way. And, you know, one of the best ways, I think, uh, to really understand how warehouses are performing is to 
is to do a very brief cost to serve analysis. And I, I might mention a brief case study on that yeah. um, in a moment. But I, I think with any business, when, when you look at the network of warehouses, a lot of businesses kind of get stuck uh, with the same network for year after year after year. And we need to understand that the requirements of the business do change. So we might be acquiring other businesses, we might be divesting, we, we might be getting into new markets or with new products, and the, and the requirement for that network changes over time. And so one of, one of the things that we spend a lot of time doing is modeling the complete warehouse network. So I think we have four of those projects underway at the moment in, in various countries because it becomes very inefficient over time. And it's always interesting when you see senior executives and, and they're looking at the, the modeling maps that we've produced and they go, oh, you're kidding me. You know, what? why are we moving product from here to these customers? And it's a very graphic and easy way for people to understand how inefficient a, you know, a warehouse network can become. So, I mean, the, the challenge is making sure that we've got the right warehouses in the right place, um, making sure that we've got the right size, but also making sure that we understand within our warehouse the level of efficiency that we're achieving so you know there's some very important kpis that we need to measure and i'll, I'll come to a couple of those in a minute but and, and we really need to understand the cost of processing orders through our warehouses so a, a very simple way to do this is a cost to sale analysis so you, you might for example um, look at how many orders you're processing through the warehouse how many items uh, you know, and very simply divide that into your warehouse costs, and, and then you'll find, oh, it's costing us three dollars an order to process, or twenty dollars an order to process, and then then you can start to dig a little bit deeper and say, well, what, what, how much is the storage cost, or the picking cost, or the dispatch cost? So, really, making warehouses efficient is all about understanding the resource and cost base, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So, so, so let me give you an example of that. Um, I, I'll give you a couple of examples, if I may. One is, a, uh, well, they're both kind of cost-related. So <clears throat> there was a, a company dealing with automotive spare parts. And um, so they, they were not a car manufacturer. They, they provided what are called aftermarket parts. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can imagine, you know, a warehouse filled with all sorts of components for cars. So there would be windscreens and door panels and gearboxes and, and tiny little washers and bolts. So quite a, a, a broad range of, of products. Um, and they were very proud in this warehouse that they were actually picking five order lines per hour per, per person in the warehouse. Yeah. So let's say there was 20 people picking the orders and they were picking 15 lines per hour. And they thought that was really good. But we did some benchmarking and uh, and we spoke to the managing director and we said, look, they ought to be picking at least 30, if not 40. And so there was a little bit of a change management issue here because the people working in the warehouse thought they were doing a great job. And, and in fact, they were doing better than other countries you know, the, the, with their same business in other countries. Um, but, but we took them through a, a little bit of a change management process and we showed them what was possible. And then... They formed work teams within the warehouse and, and during their lunch breaks and so on, they would come up with ideas to try and improve the processes. Yeah. Over, over a 12-month period, you know, they went from 15 lines an hour to 20 lines an hour to 25 lines an hour to 30 lines an hour. I think at the end of 12 months, they got to 50 lines an hour. Mm -hmm. and that was just a very simple improvement process. And, and yeah. 
with a focus on, you know, reducing time, uh, reducing how many times they touch products. The whole team came up with the answers yeah. uh, and they saved about $2 million of costs in that warehouse um, just with the team coming up with ideas. So I, th- I think that's a great example of, um, you know, getting the people working in the warehouse to focus on how they can improve processes. And it's all about touching the product as few times as possible, moving it as few times as possible, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, um, yeah. The, the, other, the other element that I think in terms of optimizing warehouse, warehousing is very effective is slotting. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure how many of your listeners will have done a slotting exercise in their warehouse. But, but quite simply, slotting is working out where to put each of the products in the warehouse. So if you, if you imagine um, you're going shopping into a supermarket or a grocery store, markets as they call them in the U.S., Um, and and you're walking around the supermarket to collect all of your shopping into a trolley, if all the products that everybody wants are at the back of the supermarket, whether that's, you know, the rice, the milk, the bread, whatever it might be, everybody's got to walk to the back of the store and then come all the way to the front of the store again. And supermarkets like to make people do that because they're walking walking past all the chocolates and the and the other things that they want people to buy. The opposite is true in a warehouse. The products that everybody orders, you want near the front of the warehouse so that the people working in the warehouse are walking the shortest distance possible. And that's really what slotting is all about. It's it's an analytical technique where you load up. um, You could do it on a spreadsheet, or there, there are some specialist programs to do it, but you basically load up all of your different products and you look at how often they're sold, how often they're picked in the warehouse. And then you work out which are the most popular products, the least popular products, and you locate them in the warehouse according to their popularity. Um, And that's an amazing way to actually improve efficiency in a warehouse. And typically people who do that might save 20 or 30% on labor costs alone, just doing that. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. So what well, the the case study that you share with with us. But uh, coming back to the topic of optimization, is there any kind of the well structured approach how doing the kind of this optimization, Rob? Yeah, look, I think um, the process that I would tend to go through is probably um, to look at how many warehouses we've got and the locations. Are they in the right place? Yeah. Assuming that, I would then have a look at each warehouse and look at the order throughput and look at the costs, and I would look at the productivity of the people. So how how many uh, items or order lines are they picking per hour? Um, Then I would have a look at slotting. And and I think if you go through that process, it's going to be a, you know, that's a good structured process that will deliver a fair amount of cost savings. Um, Let me me just share with you a... um, a case study which I think illustrates quite well how people sometimes don't understand the costs uh, operating in a warehouse. So this case study is going to go back a few years um, because the product I'm talking about is white cotton gloves. And it's way back. You probably won't remember these, Nahadi, but back in the days when we had cameras that used film um, and we had to take the film to a, a little Photoshop to have them developed, the product that those photo developing shops used a lot of was white cotton gloves. 
And I was doing basically a cost to serve analysis in a warehouse for one of the big photographic suppliers. And their most popular selling item was these white cotton gloves. And just out of curiosity, I looked at how many orders were being processed and, mm-hmm. and what, what was the cost of picking them and packing them and dispatching them. And I can remember sitting down with the managing director one day and, and I said to him, if I, I can give you one small change to make in your warehouse and it will save you half a million dollars. And he said, what's that? I said, well, every time you get an order for a pair of these white cotton gloves, put $5 in an envelope, send it to the customer and tell them to go and buy the love the gloves somewhere else mm-hmm. and he laughed at me and he said you know what are you, what are you trying to tell me yeah. i said well every time you process an order for these white cotton gloves it costs you twenty dollars yeah you're losing a fortune because they're inexpensive products people are ordering them in ones and twos you're having to pick them pack them dispatch them overnight in a, in a, a courier satchel and you're just losing money mm-hmm. so of course the the answer was not to send the customers mm-hmm. somewhere else the answer was very simple. These gloves came in packs of 10. So they immediately implemented a minimum order quantity on these of 10. And mm-hmm. the problem went away. Now, I mean, that's an old story, but, but people tend to remember that one. And it's, it's, very, it's a very effective way to reduce warehouse costs and supply chain costs. If you have a look at the size of your orders and the minimum order quantities that you allow, just by encouraging customers to buy a little bit more can deliver huge savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, thanks for the time, Rob. Um, see you and goodbye. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the Chara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.